This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson on demand. What are you going to be watching for Sunday, and then how do you think it's going to unfold? The biggest thing is this game is going to be won and lost in the trenches. We all know what Winnipeg does and their strength, and they're not going to try and shy away from it. They want to run the ball and be physical with their offensive line. It's really going to be bully ball, and you're going to have to show up with your big boy pads on, and you're going to have to try and, for lack of a better term, punch them in the face because that's what Winnipeg is trying to do to you. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Happy Monday, sports fans, and uh, welcome to Hour 2 of the RP Show here on Game Plus Television. Are we uh, are we rocking and rolling into Hour 2? Do we have the Moose with us in the bunker? Uh, isn't this interesting? Can we get him on the screen? What's up, Moose? How are you? How are know. we? Uh, we're good. We're good. I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Well, hey, Hour 2, as you know, is brought to you by our friends at Great Western Brewing Company. Original 16 beer, proud partner of Curling Canada. Brewed in Saskatchewan, made with premium Saskatchewan ingredients. Original 16 is unfiltered for peak flavor. Listen, this is what's so fun. One hour ago, when we got into the quick six show topics, which was actually seven. Yeah. And for those that have just tuned in, you see highest streaming numbers ever, I think, today. Our topics are Grey Cup, Calgary Flames postponed because of a COVID outbreak, NFL Week 14, NHL highlighted game Sunday, Connor Bedard makes the World Juniors, NLL action on the weekend, the Saskatchewan Rush are 0-2, and Bo Levi Mitchell on TSN. All of that we've been covering for the last hour with Rob Vanstone. Coming up this hour, we're going to have Nick Lewis, Canadian Football Hall of Famer, plus Adam Bighill of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers from Burlington, Ontario, less than 24 hours after they won the Grey Cup. Um, what the viewers are gravitating towards, which I've sensed here, is that this four-down thing, and I'm, I'm trying to get, <laughs> not only is the viewership very high, as you see, an all-time high, but the comments are too. Yeah. And this shouldn't surprise anybody. They, they mentioned it on the panel Saturday, Grey Cup Saturday, and then yesterday, Grey Cup Sunday, this going to four downs thing. And while I never watched Randy Ambrosi's news conference on Friday, I think that's where it came up first. You can't blame them for saying we're going to kick over all stones we're going to look at the entertainment factor they they probably will and because of that due diligence and going through things with a fine-tooth combs maybe why we had a great cup yesterday and they played you know and and they saved the cfl that's all great yeah but i swear if it's not broken don't fix it why would you fiddle with the amount of downs in Canadian football. Where does this come from, Darren? There's no way they can do this, can they? Well, the short answer is no, they shouldn't. Yes, they can, but no, they shouldn't. Um, and in anticipation of the 
XFL discussion, you know, which you and I had at length throughout the summer and throughout the offseason prior to this year, you know, about how good that might be for the league or health long term. That's a different conversation because if you're going to join with the XFL and that's the path and you're going to play four downs, that's a different conversation, right? But if this is the CFL operating as the Canadian Football League with Canadian teams in a Canadian league, you need to play the Canadian game. I agree. The Canadian game is a great game. We saw it last night. Yeah, we didn't see it all year. It wasn't the greatest year of football in the CFL. Nobody's saying it was. But that was a hell of a great cup and showed you how great this game can be. For sure. And listen, man, I'm just so happy. I'll say it again. People don't understand. And they are never going to understand, so I, I, I need to stop saying this. But every morning when my heat, feet hit the floor, I'm so excited to get on the air and, and do what we're doing right here with you yeah. and these viewers. My God, even my own family, let alone close friends. Why don't you apply for that job? Why don't you apply for this? I have a great job. Shut up. <laughs> How about that? And having said all of that, uh, from where is it? Don Mitchell, our Navy friend, says Rob Vanstone's right from hour one. If you want four downs, go watch NFL and NCAA. True. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, says, Rod, come on. Mere months ago, you wanted the CFL to be part of the XFL. Now you're against four downs? Oh, it must be that time of year. Jeff, the Stamps fan's back and annoying the hell out of me. I thought that was what I just said. it's, like I know, there's a, there's <laughs> the a guy doesn't hear what we're saying. But there is a difference, right? Yeah, we, that, you know, we talked that, about how healthy that might be for the league. And if you're going to combine with the XFL and play four downs, that's different. That means the CFL's dead, and this is the new league, and it's like the NFL coming to Canada. That's different, right? The CFL shouldn't oh. change to four downs. Look, 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 look. A lot of our viewers are old enough, although as I've learned through some of our polls and the write-in answers, that a lot of them are quite young. Maybe not old enough to really remember the mid to early 90s. I know you're not with the U.S. expansion because you were born in 1987. It was the Canadian Football League with... Yikes. With eight or nine teams in America. Can we not do that again? Because I'm sitting here broadcasting the show from South Florida, and I'm sorry to tell everybody, I'm, I've said this in our meetings, I'm planting the flag going, this show is going to come from here. Now, if we could get a Canadian Football League team in this area or a National Lacrosse League team, we had an XFL team in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I would like to have a merger and have three downs. Do you see the difference? McFly! Let's merge with the XFL, have 20 teams, and still have three downs. Are you seeing that, Jeff the Stamps fan? There's no reason why the Canadian Football League needs to change its name, although if it had to go to the Continental Football League, it could. But why are we even having this discussion? That is true. The people that were so diametrically opposed to changing anything to do with the CFL, nothing. I don't want it to change. They won. They won. We did talk about that being the great merger, though, right? That was the great plan. The XFL comes in with these markets, big markets, and a solid business plan, and they can handle that. We take the CFL's game, 
three downs, big, all that. That's that's wonderful and exciting, and you create this wonderful North American League. I'm watching the viewer comments, and I love these people because they are our viewers. They're our yeah. customers, but the customer is not always right. So, like, here's Janelle. God bless her. Another Janelle. Janelle Tarnopolsky. That sounds like a Winnipeg name to me. It does. She says, the XFL is a failure two times over. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> what year is it? We covered all this a year ago. I'm over it. Uh, we can't do this again. I don't I don't have it in me. I know. Tacona Pauly. Rod, if the CFL expanded to smaller market USA cities, it could work. Guys, write this down. Craig in Calgary. Craig Drebbit writes in and says, can't we just agree that four tacos is better than three tacos? We have an early leader for comment of the week for taco time and a $50 gift card. Because I just, I'm not sure. Look, you have to understand something. I'm not going to do it all winter. The Panthers are here Tuesday night to the Ottawa Senators. I'm going to the Orange Bowl. Okay, Georgia and Michigan. I'm not going to sit here and kick around this XFL, CFL shit all winter. So stop. People are going to talk about four downs, three downs. I'm, I don't have it in me. I don't. Because I was all for it last summer. And the people that just steadfastly were so, they refused to change. I'll say it again. They won. You had your nine-team, three-down league, and who cares about the coach's salary cap, and who cares about coaches making 30 grand, making 70 hours a week? Who cares about players taking 20 to 40% pay cuts? Because, gee, damn it, we had a great cup, and it was a great game. So you win. I hope. I don't think that's quite <clears throat> it's a hard situation to follow because you know everybody really got excited all the you know old school you know toes in the sand or digging your heels in group that said we're not changing I don't care how bad it gets I'm not leaving right and they're willing to die on that hill they they won but I don't really think that they did because as much as it was a you know, feeling that the conversation was over. I feel like it was just more paused. All these same issues still exist. And we know that. Um, maybe. Hey, the viewer EGA that's writing in. Hey, EGA, you need to watch your damn mouth because you're about to get blocked from everything. My website, my show. So watch your damn mouth. I'm gonna, I, that is your first and last warning, EGA. Because I'm tired of you. Now these viewers, the rest of the viewers are starting to actually make me laugh. Cine girl in Pittsburgh. She says, Rod, you're cracking me, cracking me up today. Love your show. Uh, that's not my intent. Like I'm genuinely getting upset with all this. I mean, are we going to go around and around and around on this? It is 111 Eastern. Thank you, Carlos, in Indianapolis for 
injecting some normalcy in what we do here. From Nelson Hakowicz, our VP of Sim Events, who, by the way, Nelson, correct me if I'm wrong, did you not correctly identify the score of the game or very close to it on his 10,000 simulations he ran? He had Winnipeg winning. 28-24. Pretty, pretty close. Yeah, he had 28-24 because I had 27-24. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. There is a very small population on this planet yeah. that gets where I'm coming from. A tiny percentage of the population gets me. But Jack in Vulcan, Alberta is one of them. And he says, it's the old saying, let's keep doing what we've always done. <laughs> I know. Bo Halverson writes this. It's 11-11 in uh, Alberta right now. And Nelson goes on to say that our tacos are bigger. How about in that? Canada. That's pretty good. So... Who was it said somebody? Do you see how these comments are coming? I'm like, I don't know, Darren, how I could keep up. I don't think I can keep up. The general in Calgary says, I think Mexi fries aren't being repped here. They are the Caleros of the Taco Time menu. Well, let's stop. Let's, not enough I'm credibility. They're not getting the recognition that they deserve. That's why they're the uh, Zach Caleros. Not getting their due. Yeah. And I'm going to say it just one last time to the commenter and viewer EGA. You're one comment away from being done forever from this show or rodpeterson.com. So I'd say, watch your damn mouth. I will do this show from wherever I want to do this show from. Now, Zach Caleros after the game yesterday, did you see his comment? I mean, come on. Is, is there, I was going to say, is there a better information source than three downnation.com? But TSN obviously does a hell of a job, too. Yeah. Why can't we all work together, right? Wouldn't that be something? But Zach Calero saying after the somebody asked him if he felt bad for Hamilton being the bridesmaid, but never the bride. And Zach said, not yet. <laughs> Knowing the fierce nature, the blood that boils within one Zach Caleros, the pride of Steubenville, Ohio, how he bites his lip. But he literally just goes out on the field and whoops their ass. He's the Tom Brady of the CFL. But he's got things in reverse order. Right. Right? He got the no respect, and then he came out on top at the end. Brady was winning Super Bowls and then came out on top at the, <laughs> at the end. But can you imagine, Zach? I know. I know. He's a fiery guy. And I can only imagine what that feels like, though, for him. You know, Tanal have won back-to-back Grey Cups. He's on top of the league. And, you know, Zach's going to want to get paid for it, too, and probably deserves to get paid for it. So we'll see if that happens. But, you know, for sure, the ability to bite his tongue, too. And, again, on stage, gives all the credit to his teammates, as he does. Clearly, that guy's got, you know, the locker room behind him. And, uh, oh. man, pretty special to watch. Go look at the Twitter feed of Doug Brown. Do yourself a favor. From Saturday. Yeah. He literally loaded both barrels of his shotgun, pointed them at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, and... 
He was like, imagine being the team that kicked Zach Caleros to the curb. He's about to go win his second Grey Cup. Imagine being the team that low-balled Willie Jefferson and look at what he's doing. Like I was like, what did the Riders and Jeremy O'Day do to you, Doug? <laughs> Not that I had a problem with it, but I was like, holy, why now? Like, what got into Doug Brown? I don't know. I thought it was kind of funny. Casey Jones watching on YouTube says, Rod, I agree with you. I love your show, and I don't care where you broadcast from. It's about topic and guests. For cripes sake, I found you while, vaca while vacationing in Thailand. Keep doing what you're doing, Rod. Thank you, Casey. As I think I've proven here, I will. Moose, are you coming back for OT? Yes. Okay. Nick Lewis. And Adam Beghill coming up here in hour two. We are brought to you by Original 16 Beer. Made with premium Saskatchewan ingredients, Original 16 is unfiltered for peak flavor. We'll be right back on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. A beautiful Monday here in South Florida. We got a special guest from the bunker, and we'll get to him in a moment. I just want to check in with a couple nine oh two, a couple nine oh two text messages that have come in from Wayne in Victoria, BC. Good morning, Rod. I hear that you don't have to wear masks indoors in Florida. Is that true? I haven't been to Florida since 2018. That is a Texas 10-4, Wayne. And the only time I've had to show proof of vaccination was to get into the Florida Panthers press box, which I'll be doing Monday night or uh, Tuesday night when Ottawa's here. From Mark Zosol in Melford. Hey, Rod, I am here for the commentary and guests, not the location of the show. As with a green screen, you could be in a new location every day. Keep doing you. From my friend Mike Lee, he says, if the CFL wants to play in December, I'd like either the Grey Cup in Maui. <laughs> well, I think it's a one-off. I do think it's a one-off, but it was a tremendous day in Hamilton yesterday, single digits uh, Celsius. Let's bring in the Hall of Famer, Nick Lewis, who got jobbed out of getting inducted into the Canadian Football uh, Hall of Fame on Friday night. But it, it's coming, Nick, as you know, it's coming. But yes, uh, your take on the game, yeah, hey, your take on the overtime victory by Winnipeg over Hamilton, 33-25. Were the Ticats outcoached? Did the Rouge cost Hamilton the game? How did you feel about how it went down in the last few minutes? Uh, definitely part to do with coaching, but I, I think it was more than that. I, I, I tweeted out that it there was a couple plays in there. Uh, the third and one, it was a third and long one that they went for, and Masoli um, got tackled behind the line of scrimmage. But the receiver comes and doubles a guy instead of blocking his guy. There's nobody in the second level. If he blocks the right guy – that play probably breaks for 10-plus yards, if not further, right? That hurt him. And then on the goal line, it was uh, second and, I think, three from the goal line. Um, they're running the ball outside. The receiver, again, doesn't block his guy. I mean, you're on the goal line. You can run your guy off. There's nobody who's going to stick around the, on the goal line because of the way that the CFL end zones are 20 yards deep. If he just runs him off, they score. But he doesn't. Um, man, he gets tackled at the two. Big Hill made a great play, but Big Hill can't make that play if there's no DB out there. All right, so 
There was a couple plays, and then with the 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 two singles they gave up. The first one, he put his hands up and hit the ball. It still went out of the back of the end zones. Just let it go. There's no points given up. And then the, the last one was just, I don't know, it was just mind-boggling that, I mean, as a player, as a coach, nobody's screaming to this guy before they even go out there, hey, no matter what happens, the ball's got to come out. Or if it's hot, just let it go through the back of the end zones. You don't give up a point. And that, that last field goal should have been to win the game and not to tie the game. And that's why I felt like they lost it. Right. Just just those simple plays. Okay, so I'm glad to ask have you hear you say that because I had a friend. Jeff texted me today and he said, why did they not go for the win? Why did they kick that field goal? Did they think that they have a better chance to win in overtime? It was a 13 yard field goal with six seconds left. So analytics these days would tell you to go for the touchdown. Would they not? How much are analytics used in CFL coaching status? Because I just read an article how much it's being used down here. Parcells hates it in America. Um, So you didn't like them kicking the field goal and going to overtime then? Well, I just think if you're only down two, you kick the field goal and win the game, right? I do like the field goal going to overtime. What they were inside their 10, probably they probably had five or six plays inside their five-yard line and they didn't score a touchdown. So just off of that, what makes you believe they could score on a third down right there if they haven't scored in the last five plays they tried to score inside the five-yard line? What I think. Right? So what I'm I looking think. at the whole dynamic of the game. It's the flow of the game. You, analytics are good, but you also got to understand the flow of the game. Are, there's, are we creating momentum? Are we, you know, if you get in on the first two plays, you never get to that field goal anyway. They didn't. They were at the two-yard line. It was like first and goal at the two or three. They didn't get in the end zones. So if they get in on first or second, you never have that field goal, right? Or if you don't take the single, you're kicking, the, you're kicking that to win the game. I think you got to kick the field goal and go to overtime because, as you said, you didn't get in on first or second down. Viewer Ryan Gregory on YouTube writes in and says, do you believe a dynasty has started for the Bombers? He's asked that question a couple times. Well, of course it started. They might be halfway through a dynasty. It didn't just start. They've got two Grey Cups. And I was thinking about this this morning, Nick. There's nothing to say Winnipeg's not the favorite coming back next year. Don't oh, you of think? Course. Of course. You know, with the way the CFL set up with these one-year contracts, uh, any team has a chance to go out and, and be able to get it done. But, I mean, the first two, the first two three months of the season, Winnipeg was by far the favorites. I thought they were trending backwards the last month of the season, and I thought Hamilton was trending upwards. That's why I picked Hamilton to win the game. And as you can see, Hamilton was the better team yesterday. Uh, Winnipeg just made enough plays to win the game. Tell your friends, everybody, the RP Show is talking CFL and Grey Cup. Let's get over 200 live viewers on YouTube. And, of course, we're on Game Plus television across all 10 provinces and 31 states. Um, So, listen. I guess if Mike O'Shea were to leave and go to Edmonton, maybe this dynasty gets nipped in the bud and there is no three-peat. And the reason I ask you, Nick, is I just found out this morning, Chris Jones will interview this week with the Edmonton Elks. So how do you think about that side of things now that the football has been put to bed? This is the offseason of the CFL. You know how this goes. If you're yeah. Edmonton, who are you hiring? You got to hire Chris. I mean, there's only one person that can do everything. You don't have with as long as this uh, cap is on these coaches and on everything else. If you're still paying a head coach or a GM, I mean, you need have like Chris is going to be the GM, the head coach, the defensive coordinator. 
They just don't have the money under the cap to pay people, right? So when you when you have to analyze those things, they're really handicapped on what they can do, unless Wally's going to be the GM pro bono, kind of pro bono. <laughs> yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> hey, but anyway, well, you know, yeah. I, I well, take my hat Wally's talked. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wally's um, talked to Jones, I guess, and I think Wally's doing the interview this week. I'm not exactly sure, but I, I just know that Chris Jones will interview this week. And they have that interest in Mike O'Shea, who apparently has been doing a lot of personnel things with Winnipeg, which is interesting because do they not have Ted Govia there and Danny McManus? I mean, Winnipeg spends the money clearly on personnel, and Nick, look what you get. Two great cups out of it. You That's spend it. money to make money. If you if you're cheap, you don't win. No, you can't win if you're if you're cheap. You have to be able to invest in in the product, and that's what I want more of the owners to do in the CFL is to invest in the product and just stop talking about losses, but really invest in the product to make it better. But with this coaching thing, man, you, it's going to be it's going to be different because if Orlando goes to Washington, right for that UW job, does Mark does Mark Washington get that job? Right. And then, you know, a lot of people still like Mark Killam to be the be a head coach. Right. He's a great coach. He's been around. the He's been around the league since 2006, I believe, when he came in as our strength and conditioning coach in Calgary. So long history. Um, great special teams coach. He gets along with all the players. Great personality. A great person. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what they do and what they decide to do. But that coaching cap just messes everything up. Oh, does it ever? And that's why I don't know what we're going to talk about all winter. I don't want to sit and talk about coaching and GM carousels. As fun as it is, I'd rather talk about sports that are actually playing. But just, oh, my goodness, all the comments that are coming in here. Pierre Ducharme watching on YouTube says Chris Jones is going to Hamilton. Um, Carlos Legena says in Indianapolis, plenty of moves to make this offseason. I'm not declaring any early favorites for next season just yet. I'm just saying watching Winnipeg. Last night, I'm like, they're going to be good for a long time because they got a great culture. They got a lot of great things going on. But if Mike O'Shea gets ripped out of there, that does change on a dime. Robin Wildy watching in the Gateway to North says, your thoughts on revenue sharing in the CFL? Nick, I'm not sure how much. Well, you love business. You own a business. So yeah. maybe we can talk about that. Um, I'm not for revenue sharing because I'm a child of the 80s and 90s in the CFL where Saskatchewan paid to prop up all the other privately owned teams across the CFL, and I hated it. And we sucked. And I don't want to go back to those days. Be self-sufficient. They're already doing it, though. Wow, yes. They're already doing it. They're already still paying uh, a little bit. But at the end of the day, I I think the revenue share should be between the players in the the league. It shouldn't just be between the different teams in the league. Right. Um, we all know coaches contracts are guaranteed, uh, but these teams, these GMs, these owners, they hire coaches, fire coaches, continue to pay coaches out of the pocket. And then they just claim that they don't make any money. Well, you can't be paying two or three people that don't even work for the organization anymore. I mean, if you, if if you're a coach and you're taking over a bad situation. You sit down with the GM or the owner and you really tell them how you plan on changing this situation. You can't say, hey, in the first year, we're going to go win a great cup. You give them a two- to three-year plan on how you can change this organization around. And it sucks that they still continue to fire these coaches after one year when you didn't hire them for one year. 
right? They have to be able to come in and change things. You can't just get rid of contracts or just cut veterans or do things like that just to change the dynamics because when you're talking about a different scheme, you might need a different quarterback or you might need a different running back or a different type of alignment. So all those things play a major role in executing your vision of how we can go from where we are now, the reason I'm sitting in this chair, to three years from now being a contender on a yearly basis. right? And we've seen that with Mike O'Shea. He didn't win early. He did not win early. Yeah. And then they were about to fire him. He he hired law police to come in and run the offense, and now they started winning. Right? I remember the day they asked him, why would you hire your replacement as the offensive coordinator? And he gave the greatest answer. If he is who they, who they say he is, there was no reason to replace me. Right? You have no ego in it. Mike O'Shea is a great dude. But he has no ego in anything. It's all about his coaches being able to prepare his team, and he wants the best people around him. And now they've been successful. And look what they built. You stuck with one guy just through like, some hard times. Just like the Argos and Dinwiddie and Jones. Uh, you know, Dinner, you know Dinwiddie. He was never threatened by Chris Jones being there. Um, John Ohm in Winnipeg, watching. He says, why are CFL coaches guaranteed contracts? Why, CFL? Well, thank God they are. My yeah. God. I mean, you talk about them firing a guy one year in. Listen, you've spent a lot of time around George Cortez, as have I. Absolutely love the man. As you know, he was fired one year into a five-year contract by the Hamilton Tiger Cat. Yep. So we were sitting down in Houston one time. And George is like, well, I built this house here in Houston. And I said, no, you didn't. Bob Young built this house in Houston. <laughs> All George could do was laugh his ass off. 100%. Because it was true. Yeah, but I mean, thank God those coaches' contracts. How could you possibly think that those coaches' contracts shouldn't be guaranteed? Nick, that's just... <laughs> but that's just a fan talking. How would you like it if you had a contract and it wasn't honored? And and the, you know, and the part of it, but you you uproot your whole family. I mean, you think about it. Most coaches are uh, it's after thirty. Most of them have kids, have a family. You're uprooting your whole family to go across country or to go to a new country to be a coach, right? Cortez lived in Houston. He came to Calgary. He does everything else. So, of course, you got to have some kind of security to come in and do this job. Like, think about it. You can go to you can stay in your area and make the type of money. I mean, there's coaches in the um, in the U.S. high school game making over $150,000 a year coaching high school right. football. So why wouldn't I come up here to coach pro football for the same amount of money without any kind of guarantees? Just to say I do it. But if I've already done it, that doesn't mean anything anymore. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, you hey, every situation is different too, right? Like look at yep. Jones. He was making decent money to coach South Pittsburgh Pirates football. Yep. He honestly was. But he wanted to coach in the Canadian Football League, and look how it's turned out. Randy from the Peg writes in, and he says, no four downs, no COVID talk, please. He's written in on the 902 line. He says, can we not talk about the positive stuff about the Grey Cup game today? Save the negative talk for the rest of the week. Rod, do your show wherever you like. <laughs> Hey, uh, Nick, some people were getting in my face. They were getting all up me as they say that I'm in Florida doing this show. And uh, I stuffed it down their throat summarily and told them to shut up. Just so you know, <laughs> this is where that topic came from. Um, not, not having it. 
and they're just mad that they're sitting in minus 20. Man, you look like you have um, no stress. Skin looks good. The, the sun's glaring I behind no you. I have no stress. Hey, man. Hey, brother. You, hey, you're doing well. Thank you. I appreciate that, Nick. And as a football fan, friend of mine in Vegas said today, they're just jealous. Uh, Ryan watching Ryan Hoglander in Westlock, Alberta, watching on Game Plus TV says, I want to know what was said at halftime in the Bomber locker room as Jermarcus Hardrick came out bear hugging each receiver after they made a catch. I don't know. Yoshi usually does that. He's the 6'8 tackle that sprints down to the end zone after every touchdown. He's been doing that forever. But they were losing at halftime, Nick. I guess before I let you go, um, what do you think was the message at halftime for the Bombers that they came out and scored 15 first, uh, fourth quarter points on the way to win? I think it was the same thing, man. Just keep doing what we're doing. We know that we should win this game. Uh, we're comfortable being down three points. Defense go out and execute. Uh, they gave up nine points. And, you know, the game changes. If, if, if Hamilton gets that touchdown when they're up nine to go up 16 instead of going up 12, it's a wholly different game, right? Um, I think Zach didn't play very oh. well till the fourth quarter. He had one great quarter where he went, he executed, threw the ball very well. Um, and that win played a big, major part of it. I didn't think that Hamilton was very aggressive when they had the win. They didn't throw the ball downfield. Uh, they threw a lot of passes around the line of scrimmage. Uh, they ran the ball a lot. And usually when you have the win at your back is when you take shots and you and you do that. Uh, I'm I don't know the stat, but I'm pretty sure Hamilton probably didn't throw the ball over 20 yards downfield, maybe more than twice, if that. Right? So they really didn't take shots down the field, and they really didn't look aggressive to go out and win the game. They looked like once they had a nine-point lead, they were just like defense bring us home, and and it didn't happen. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Ron Thompson watching in Calgary, right, saying on the 902 line, he's looking for the taco time comment of the week. He says, over 100 years, and we're still doing it wrong? Taco or leave it. Take it or leave it. Yeah. Taco or leave it's it. Good. It's our league. And we, yes, it is. Guys, I'll save this one from Ron in Calgary. We got some, we got some options here on this Monday. Nick, I appreciate you coming in, man. Fantastic football analysis. Appreciate All right. It. The Hall of Famer, Nick Lewis, joining us in the bunker. When we come back, less than 24 hours after winning the 108th Grey Cup, Winnipeg Blue Bomber linebacker, Adam Big Hill will join us live. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. Daytime sports talk. And uh, boy, what a treat we have for you. Major treat. Less than 24 hours after the Winnipeg Blue Bombers claimed the 108th Grey Cup, we are joined by the defensive MVP of the whole shooting match, Adam Big Hill, the Bombers number four in their linebacking core. I don't know what his story is. I don't know where he is. I just know he... Breeze right in here, and he's ready to talk about the Grey Cup Championship. Adam, congratulations, my friend. How are you feeling? Thank you. Uh, you know, a little, <laughs> a little tired from the celebrations, but overall, uh, you know, it's a pretty darn good feeling. Oh, I can't imagine. And please, let's just 
backtrack a little bit. Uh, even before we do that, where are you? You back in Winnipeg? You at your hotel in uh, Great Cup Central? What's what's your deal? Where are you at? Yeah, we're we're still over here in Burlington. We're about to hit on the uh, bus to the airport here soon, so we'll be uh, we'll be landing in Winnipeg in no time. Well, uh, man, I can't imagine what the scene's going to be like when you get back. And I can't thank you and DC enough for uh, for coming on the show today to talk about the championship on the 108th Grey Cup. And man, it was a lot different than your last one in 2019. Would you please take me through the game, uh, your emotions before, during, and then after? Well, I mean, before the game, it was just reminding everybody that, you know, this is another game. We don't need to do anything special. Keep doing what we've done. It's made it successful. Um, hit your bullseye and, and just know that you got everyone that's got your back here on this squad. So, um, you know, that was my set going in. And, and, you know, the game was, it was such a heavy win game that, um, you know, the win was a big factor. So the kicking game was a big deal. And, and if you had the win, um, you definitely had the advantage, especially for throwing the ball deep offensively. Um, so, I mean, if you really looked at it from that standpoint, whoever had the win, you, you look at the uh, scoreboard, those the, that, that was the team that was having the most success. And so for us, having a win in the fourth quarter, um, I knew that's when I, that was our, our time to go to work. Um, you know, Zach Caleros, I knew he was going to go get it done. You know, I told everyone that, you know, I managed to, keep my emotions calm and I kept trying to keep everybody else calm. Hey, we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go do this. I mean, you look at it, it's probably the most adversity we faced all year as a team, um, <laughs> which is normal adversity for every other football team. Um, so, you know, we went out there and, and got it done in the fourth quarter, like we knew we would gave us an opportunity. And then obviously overtime, I mean, that, that always gets, that always gets a little nerve wracking, but um Offense goes down, scores right away. Defensively, we, we knew what we had to do, and what a better way to uh, end the chapter of this book with defense <laughs> getting the takeaway to win the 108 Great Cup. Okay, so I agree with you. And the last time we were on, we talked about the dominance of your defense. It was early on in the season. But, Adam, we got to say this. Your offense doesn't get the credit it deserves huge Zach fan here. We knew you were going to pitch a shutout in the fourth quarter because you always do, but you don't always score 15 points in the fourth quarter like on cue. We should talk about that. I mean, down 12 early in the fourth, were you concerned at all? Because again, you knew you were going to shut them down, but for your offense to step up, that says a lot. Yeah, no, I mean, like I said, it, it was a win game. Uh, the fourth mm. quarter was, was our opportunity to take advantage of field position and obviously, we got to move the ball, but offensively, sure enough, uh, we did that. Um, you know, Sergio was was clutch with all of his kicks. Um, you know, the guys on offense, absolutely, they got the job done. I mean, we wouldn't be here without them, no doubt about it. Um, you know, Zach is a man, and and you know, at the end of the day, this is a full team win. It, it absolutely is. Um, but yeah, what a, what a finish. Well, so three. Great cups for you, Adam. And I, I'm not sure that I'm even finished talking about the game yet. I'm not sure that you are either. I guess we should talk about that. You scored a touchdown on your first offensive series, Darvin Adams, and you got to go for two. That's successful. When they went on offense, what what were you thinking? What did you think that they were going to do? You knew they were going to put it in the air at some point, but what was your def defensive mindset when they took over the ball in the first OT? Well, you know, defensive mindset for us was, you know, it's going to be three-down football. 
um, they have to score and they have to go for two. So we know that they're going to have to be aggressive. Um, they're going to have to try to be creative. Um, and that, you know, you know, we came in the huddle before, before the, uh, before that series started and said, man, let's, let's go ahead and win this thing. We put this on our back all year long. We wouldn't have it any other way. So let's go find a way to make a play and win this thing for, for the squad. So, um, you know, we obviously, we went out and did that and, um, you know, just such an electric feeling. I have to ask you, is that the veteranship of that defense? You've won great guys before. Willie has, Jackson, Jeffcoat has on your team that, because the broadcasters were saying, Biggie, look, the odds are stacked against Hamilton here. They got to score a touchdown and a two point, which you just said. Did you find yourself getting a little geeked up and you're like, I can smell it? Or were you guys, are you so, you've been through it before, you knew you couldn't get excited yet? Uh, you know, we could we could smell it because uh, we know that we're a pretty hard team to march on and score on consistently, and to go ahead and get a two point. You know, we we felt very good going on the field about what we had to go do. Um, so, with that being said, that was a mindset starting. Um, you know, they had the the penalty on first down, which obviously killed them, put them in in in, in first and twenty. Um, and that just, once again, elevated our ability uh, to be more aggressive. And um, sure enough, it paid off. So have you been to bed, Adam? What, what, what's it like after you win one of these things? Oh, I think I got a little cat nap uh, after 530 <laughs> or so for two and a half hours. But... Um, it's just such an amazing party just because there's so there's so much goes into winning a great cup um from so many of the guys i mean it's just the love and and you know the feelings you have for everybody in this team in this locker room in this organization um you know you just want to you want to share that with everybody and and just that's what it's all about sharing these moments with the people closest to you um and the guys that we went ahead and got this done with, um, there there isn't nothing like it. I mean, winning the Great Cup and, and 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 winning that game is special. And right along their side of it is the celebration with your teammates. You know, those are the things you 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 won't forget. Those are the things that are going to last forever. Yeah, that, this is my last question because I know you got a bus to catch. But when we won the Great Cup with the Rough Riders, we had a private room at the hotel. And we went all night. It was just a team thing. Uh, and then in 2013, uh, rented a banquet hall at a what, concert facility. Whatever. You guys were on the road. You couldn't exactly go bar hopping like Alex Ovechkin did with the Stanley Cup in Vegas in 2018 because you would have been hated. Like, did you get the sense that you were the villains all week, A, being the visitors, and B, did you do it just as a team? Were you together as a team all night? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we definitely were the the villains here. Um, but we in, in our hotel, we had uh, we had the spot already secured. Um, you know, we we came back to our hotel, and this is where the party was. So, um, you know, everyone was here, and it was it was a great time. I mean, I mean, we we shut down the the pub, and then moved it downstairs, and then moved it to the lobby. So it was it was uh, <laughs> ongoing. 
<laughs> Good for you. Well, hey, and it's just getting started. Adam, I said it last time. I'll say it again. You are one of the reasons that the CFL is so great. So appreciate it for all that it is. Have a great off season and uh, good luck with the three, Pete. Thanks for the time. Thank you. Thank you, guys. The Blue Bombers, number four, Adam Big Hill, one of the biggest stars in the Canadian Football League. Stick around, everybody. Overtime is coming up next. You're watching the RP Show, daytime sports talk on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. All right. Another beautiful, sunshiny day. 28 Celsius down here. I don't know what that is Fahrenheit for our uh, American friends. Mid to high 80s. Uh, hello. We're here. And hey, a big thank you. Massive shout out. Major thank you to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for putting Adam Big Hill on less than 24 hours after they win the Grey Cup. And our viewers having some fun with it. Sean watching in Beaumont, Alberta. Writes in and he says, looks like someone had the lampshades on in Biggie's room. LOL. And Cindy, watching in Winnipeg, says, I think most of the bombers will take whatever is offered just to stay together and with Coach O'Shea. And I think uh, producer Clark said that the moose is in the bunker in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. If we can bring the moose in. A lot's gone down, moose, since you were last here. How you doing, bud? I am great. I am great. Yeah, nice of the Blue Bombers to put Adam Big Hill on. And um, guy's in pretty good shape for having barely slept all night. He's probably still riding the high, right? Oh, yeah. Hey, he's not tired. <laughs> John Kirby writes in and he says, absolutely no NHL tonight. And you can thank the, fl <laughs> the Flames and COVID for that. Uh, and the schedule maker, John in Edmonton, let's not. There was only one game scheduled anyways. Calgary Flames at the Chicago Blackhawks. So I guess our featured game tonight, Moose, you have two options. Rams at Cardinals and the Monday Nighter or in the NBA, the Raptors home to Sacramento. Unless you've designated something else that I haven't even thought about yet. Uh, no, it's the Monday Nighter. Absolutely. We'll be dialed into that. Okay. Tonight. Did you want to talk about the NFL picks, our betregal.net NFL picks, which by the way, I think betregal, what did I say the points? 2.5? Tonight for the cards at betregal.net? Yeah. Two hours seems like two days ago to me right now after what I know. we've been through today. But no, anyways, no. how did you make out with your NFL picks? How did you make out with your NFL picks this weekend? We did it good. On the game picks, we went two for three. So that was good. Two out of three, right? And, two, and they both came in overtime, by the way. Had Tampa covering um, against uh, the Bills, and they did in overtime. And San Fran over Cincinnati, although Joe Burrow did everything he could to try and ruin that day on the on the uh, the bet, but uh, Jimmy Garoppolo played well at the end, so it was a, it was a good finish in both those games to go two out of three. Good good week for the betting, and Nelson was close on his prop. He missed Tyreek Hill uh, Tyreek Hill's uh, yardage by like two yards. It was really close, but close doesn't count in betting. New. That's why they call it gambling. That's right. Uh. For whatever reason, and I don't know why, the viewers are clamoring for a third hour on the Rod Peterson show. Uh, not going there. <laughs>
John. John in Edmonton says Rod will need to extend the show an extra hour during the Christmas break. I see my cousin Christine is in on that action. BW watching on YouTube says, is there a chance that Danny Barrett would come back to the CFL? Or did the Rough Riders burn that out of him? Why are we even talking about this? Danny Barrett is the running backs coach of the Houston Texans. No matter how bad the Houston Texans are, Danny Barrett ain't leaving the National Football League to come back to the CFL. Forget it. <clears throat> John Um in Winnipeg says, this show could easily be three hours. Maybe we'll literally turn that over to the viewers, Moose. What do you say? You know what? So you guys go do it. We could. You, you guys need to realize something that you guys want to add three hours. That's going to cost me more money. Okay. It's going to cost me more money. We're checks that? and balances business here. So uh, if you see a big partner come on board, maybe we'll see. Last minute of play, last minute of play in the RP show. Uh, this is the Taco Time viewer takeover. They're not tater tots. They're Mexi fries. I still have no proof of that. I have not seen text. I have not seen tater tots and Mexi fries in the same room together. I was waiting for. They're it. counting down back. Oh, no, they're count. They're counting down. Back. Hour two uh, brought to you by Original Sixteen Great Western Beer. By the way, the rock star of the day was James Duthie on Friday. James Duthie, boy, did he do a great job on the Great Cup coverage. His hair looked fantastic. Rockstar Supply Chain Solutions sponsors the Rockstar of the Day. They specialize in improving your company's performances and bottom line through supply chain management services. We'll see you tomorrow, noon Eastern. Bye-bye. Great job, Jordan, by the way. I love the job you did on that. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.